Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Transfer Talks here on the Cycling Dane channel. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Ewan Wilson, and this is where we discuss our transfers, confirmed rumors, etc., etc., and just have a bit of a dive into the crazy season of cycling, which uh, both you and myself are very big fans of. And of course, we have our database as well over on the Cycling Dane website, so make sure to check that out as well to stay up to date with all the different transfers that we've also discussed. We've also had the episode one, but nevertheless, Ewan, this one's a very sprinter-heavy one. We've spoken about this one on the Echelon, but Fabio Jakobsen leaving Sudal Quickstep. Yeah, we begin this second episode of Transfer Talks with that leading story about Fabio Jakobsen. This one comes courtesy of our sources over at Vila Flitz, who are reporting that Fabio Jakobsen will be leaving Sudal Quickstep at the end of this year. He's been with the team for a long time, developed with, with the squad, broke through with the team, also faced some of his toughest uh, challenges, of course, at this team, if you recall, back in 2020. But next year, looks like there are greener pastures on the horizon, potentially, with two big offers on the table and rumors leading towards both Bora Hansgrohe and Team DSM. Both teams could be in need of a new sprinter in, in the new year. And Fabi Jakobsen seems to be uh, interested by both, with Bora Hansgrohe currently being the strongest rumour of the two on the table. But DSM are willing to put a big money offer in for the Dutch sprinter. I mean, you, do you think this fits? Uh, we know that Sudal Quickstep, they're kind of, they're changing into this GC score with the long-term Remco Venepoel project. We've spoken about that so much. If he's going for the Tour de France this year, obviously we know he's going to the Tour. But you've spoken about Tim Murley as well. And the other thing we haven't we haven't touched on that yet, but they're rumored to be linked to a young up and coming American rider. We'll go into that. Who's also a sprinter? Yeah, we've also done the video about riders leaving Quick Step and what happens normally for the sprinters after because they are so well uh, lead out focused. So uh, yeah, good or bad decision? Do you think? I think this could be a. a, a... Your decision, in a way, the, the team, as you said, with Sudan's changing so much with Remco Avenepoel and the sort of the eyes now set on general classification success, supporting him there. They've also still got their punchers, um, potentially for next season and, and the years to come to target the spring classics. Tim Malia is a great sprinter and he's on the squad for a longer contract at the moment. He's also Belgian, with this team being a Belgian squad. He's a rider who can win these sort of like cobble classics like Nokeda Cursa, also win Grand Tour stages and stages at Tirana Adriatico and so forth. He's kind of an all-round rider. Fabi Jakobsen on his day is the fastest in the world, but we don't quite see him winning these kind of races like Nokeda Cursa, Brugge Tapana, for instance. But Tim Lier can provide that. And with Jakobsen now thinking about what the next phase of his career is going to be, prospects elsewhere at a very strong-looking Bora Hansgrohe, who very have a brilliant sprinting train, might not have the strongest sprinter in San Bennett at the moment, but if Jakobsen's looking to team up with Danny van Poppel like he did at last year's European Championships in Munich, that could be a deadly combination in the sprints next year. I mean, uh, we should probably mention Bora then. I mean, they've had like this change much like Sudal's quick step are doing now, going from a sprinter team to, well, ma- mainly the Peter Sagan team. And then they went more with the likes of Lars of Wilco, Kelderman, etc. Does Jakobsen fit into this team at all, if you think about it? Because like they've got GC aspirations. Jad Hindley going to the tour this year. And we've spoken about the conflict there with bringing Sam Bennett. Yeah, exactly. That. Bora are such an all-rounded team nowadays with, Sasha Vlasov, Jai Hinley, the potential of Danny Martinez coming on board next year as well, which we spoke about in the last episode. That 
they are sort of all-round, polyvalent uh, team. But I think Jakobsen could slot into this. Sam Bennett's contract is up at the end of this year and the Irishman isn't getting any younger, probably looking to make his last contract of his professional career. And we've seen this year, yes, he's been good at sprinting, but he's been given some sort of yellow brick road leadouts and has still missed the mark. So from what we've seen with Jakobsen over the past couple of years, when he's given that yellow brick road leadout, if he's on the back wheel, He's almost guaranteed to win or finish second place, at least. He's got some of the best sprinting legs out there in the world right now and has for the past two years since he made that fully fit comeback from that Tour of Poland crash. So I would say Jakobsen is the perfect replacement for Sam Bennett if they're if they're looking to sort of part ways with the Irishman next year. Well, moving on to the next kind of rumor, uh, Luke Lamperty, friend of the channel, of course, this young American's been winning here, there, and everywhere lately in the under-23 Giro d'Italia, but you and Luke Lamperty, sort of quick step, a few years ago, this would be make a lot of sense, and uh, yeah, what do you think about this? American at quick step, I can't think of one, to be honest. There have been a couple of sort of up-and-coming Americans over the past couple of years. Ian Garrison was there for like a year or two, also, Adrian Costa for his sort of uh, big crashes and incidents at the squad as well. The team does have links to, to the to the United States, but uh, yeah, I mean this this will be a sort of a new one to open up here, and this is sort of a typical sort of paint by numbers quick step transfer of, of years gone by. They see a good young sprinter who has flair on all different kind of ty- types of terrain. It makes sense at, at a Sudal quick step, and I think on paper it should make sense now. I know we spoke about Sudal sprinting. A sprinting market being edged sort of narrowed down with Avonapol and all, all that focus, but they still want to win sprint stages. And we saw that this year with Ethan Vernon, he still took some World Tour wins and some small victories to prove that this squad still can sprint with a sort of maybe B-list sprinter at, at, at the moment, and they're still willing to fight for success with them. And I think Luke Lamperty could be that guy. This one just make, makes an awful lot of sense, to be fair. And I'm very intrigued to see how this marriage will work out in 2024. Yeah, and he's on. He's very young as well. So if he's going to all these B races or C races and picking, sweeping them up, I think it would be a good education for him. But uh, nevertheless, a rider that we've spoken a lot about, and you, you're well, we're sticking on the sprinter theme because it seems like almost every single transfer we're talking about this week is sprinters mainly. But uh, Arnaud Dumas, you've been very vocal about him as well. Uh, it looks like he's heading to Arkea Samsic. And uh, yeah, we were thinking that they might have taken Ola Koi from Jomba Visma, but today we've heard that he has actually confirmed his extension at Jomba Visma, which seems a bit strange. But yeah, I mean, we can open the talk with both of these, Ewan. Demar, such a staple at Groupama FDJ, but as you said, he's only really now picking and can't even win the French circuit races, it seems. Ouch. Uh, I mean, he, he's taken a couple wins this year, staging a Boucle de la Mayenne, also in the Brussels Cycling Classic. Brussels Cycling Classic had a good feel, but... That, that's true, I take it back. Sorry, Arnaud Dumas, if you're listening. But I understand he's not. he hasn't won a World Tour race this year. And I think if you're Arnaud Dumas, you want to win World Tour races. But he's a guy who fires, sort of flies at a Grand Tour and gets on fire there. But that's not going to happen, at least at the Tour de France. This has also sort of caused rifts in, in the squad. Marc Madiot, the, the director of Groupama Francaise des Jeux, announced that Thibaut Pinot is making an impromptu return to the Tour de France in his final season following the successes of the GDAR. 
And this has meant that Arnaud Demar will not be at the Tour de France. Arnaud Demar was, quote, sickened by this decision. And this has sort of added fuel to the flames that he will be leaving the squad. Tutta Bici, the Italian cycling website, is suggesting Arkea Samzik. And Arkea, we know they wanted a, a big level sprinter for next year. They're also getting a budget boost, given that B&B hotels are returning uh, to Breton Cycling next year, which is a very exciting prospect with their big money bags as well. Uh, they were the money bags that, that were helping Mark Cavendish last year move, move over to the Paris Cycling Club project that fell through. So Arnaud Demar, I think, could be a, a good sort of staple for Arkea, especially given that they're going to lose Olaf Koy, who's uh, now re-signed for Jumbo Visma. Enigmatically, you could say, and for me, I think Arkea Samzik could work really well. Even looking at Arnaud Demar's own lead-out chain over the past couple of years, Adam and Sinkeldamas left, as has uh, Jacopo Guarnieri, his two of the strongest poisson pilote lead-out men, as they would say, have left the squad. Why would Demar stay any longer? It looks like there's tension and rifts at Groupama Francaise déjà. We've been noticing this over the past couple of months, and it might be an apt time for the Frenchman to finally leave that squad. Yeah, and I mean, if I had a pound for every time you mentioned uh, the failed paracycling, <laughs> I know you're still hurting, Ian. It would have been a very good team, of course. But uh, nevertheless, moving on. Uh, well, we could talk about Matteo Trentine going to Tudor Pro Cycling. That that would be quite interesting. But I want to focus on Iolo Cometa first, because it seems like they're getting two riders leaving, two of the big stars. We spoke about Albanese potentially going to EF. And Lorenzo Fontanato looks like he's going to Astana. But the other way, we're getting two Colombians. And you and, well... Resporarpo, or however you say it, the guy who used to be in Quick Steps books, I think, at one point, and then Umpa, who seems to be this the next kind of big hope for Colombia. And you, do you think they've is this strengthening Iolo, or are they getting weakened by this? And what do you think of the two big riders leaving? I think Albanese and Fortunato leaving opens a huge hole in the squad. Um, our sources over at Gazzetta Tello Sport are saying that Lucky Lorenzo will be moving to Astana next year. More on Astana to come later on. But Fortunato, I'm, I'm surprised given how much sort of success he's had at the squad. He's been given real sort of free reign over that GC lineup. Yes, he won that judo stage two years ago, but since then he's still been sort of fighting for, for general classifications, whether it be at the Tour of Slovenia, whether it be at, um, I mean, the Vuelto Asturias, which he won this year. I think he's had really strong sort of chances here. In terms of the the, the Colombians, I, know, I mean, we know Restrepo. He's a name who's been bouncing around um, cycling for a while. He's sort of been on a sort of carousel of squads over the past couple of years. Um, but I think he could. Um, I think he could add something. He's the kind of guy who could finish in lower ranks of top ten. He's pretty all round as well. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be a superstar stage winner for for Aolo Cometa. Also looking towards um, the other rider, Santiago Umba. Yeah, I mean, a lot of hype is put on his name. This reminds me of the kind of old school Gianni uh, Savio tactic, where Gianni Savio would sort of scout out these young Latin American riders, bring them to Italy, get them to ride the Giro d'Italia. It worked out very well for one, Egan Bernal. He himself even had the sort of the blessing of Gianni Savio in, in the past couple of years. So I would suggest that there is some talent to be had on him. And it'll be interesting to see how Aolo sort of nurture young talent. Yeah, I think that's very true. It's going to be quite interesting. And uh, yeah, maybe he'll be at the Giro next year. But nevertheless, you said it, Astana. And uh, 
Yeah, they're linked with a British rider that he's doing, and uh, we were quite confused by this one. Jake Stewart going to Astana. What do you think about this? Another British sprinter to Astana. Yeah, this one kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, this came from our sources once again at Gazzetta dello Sports, who are usually quite reliable on the Italian transfer front. And this one is, yeah, I mean, I, I I saw the I saw the reports come out, and I was perplexed. Tried to sniff out a little more, and it was it just it wasn't adding up in my brain. But Jake Stewart, he's uh he's he's been riding strongly over, over the past uh, over the past two years with, with Groupama Francais de Jay. He's been given opportunities, but maybe not as much as he would want. He's in the shadow of a lot of young talent at Groupama Francais de Jay. There's a lot of guys like Jake Stewart trying to break through at the moment. You've got your Paul Penouets, you've got your Lawrence Pithies, you've got I mean, this is just it's a team bursting with, with young talent. It's very exciting, but it's hard to find your place there. And maybe Jake Stewart's thinking, well, Astana need a need a new sprinter to come very soon, and he 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 could be that guy. Also, in the same sort of package as well, Case Bowl has extended with, with Astana, which is a bit of a surprise given that he was on that lifeboat move from Paris Cycling Club last year to Astana with Mark Cavendish. Another pack. and I mean, if we if we mention it a couple more times, we, we might be able to to pay for the team's uh for the team's expansion project. But nevertheless, it's surprising. But I think this could work out. But Scott, the sprinters at Astana are not that optimistic. But Cavendish has won a Grand Tour stage this year. We can't poo poo it too much. Maybe maybe this is the beginning of a new direction for the squad. Yeah, with the help of the Astana leadout man Garin Thomas. <laughs> Um, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if Cavendish is kind of le- they're they're doing all this like transformation away, and then he's leaving, yeah, it's fine. But like, yeah, two years ago, if we were talking about Astana being a sprinter team, I think we would both have laughed quite heavily. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But this is. This is very similar to Sudal. If, if if we were talking about Sudal signing big name climbers a couple of years back, then we'd be sort of in shock. But maybe this is like the beginning of tides changing, with Case Ball now extending, with Glebsiritsa as well from Russia, bringing in some some more talent as well to bolster that one up. Who knows? Maybe Astanar will be the new sprinting team of the World Tour. We're going to talk about a team that we've well flagged up so many times on the echelon. Yeah, they've kind of had a lot of riders leave over the last few seasons they decline somewhat of their star power uh, Ineos Grandiers Ewan losing another rider potentially here and uh, yeah you flagged up this story who's the rider and where are they going to yeah this is all in relation to the youngster fresh out of the tour of Norway yellow jersey Ben Tullet the British rider who was a cyclocross development project, rode for the Alberson de Koenig squad for a number of years, then moved up onto the World Tour with Ineos Grenadiers, rode a brilliant Giro d'Italia in 2022. He's just continuing to sort of light up the rankings and light our fires. Bentolet is linked to three squads at the moment. So the strongest one at the moment, we believe, is Jumbo Visma. Also UAE, however, UAE have denied it. We also have uh, rumors coming from Bora Hansgrohe. This comes from Daniel Benson, who is now the editor-in-chief at uh, Global Cycling Network. So we now have three three leads, Bora, UAE, and Jumbo Visma. He seems to be one of the hottest properties in the transfer market. These are three heavy-hitting squads. 
I mean, what are Ineos Grenadiers doing? We, we were talking that they were going to have this development. This was their rebuild time, as you would see in like the basketball world. And Carlos Rodriguez is rumored to leaving. No more Danny Martinez, it seems. Adam Yates went. And then now Ben Tollett, one of their big prospects here. And there's not, it's not like he's leaving and Ayuso is coming in the door, Remco Venepol. It's, it's a void of what? Have we had any? I don't, I'm not even sure we had any Ineos Grandiers rumor as of yet. We we haven't, I don't think, over the past, over, well, I mean, over the past two years, we haven't had a hot Ineos incoming story. Most of our stories for Ineos have been outgoing transfers. Letting Ben Toller go, I think, is a huge mistake. Are they putting all their eggs in the Tom Pickcock is going to win the Tour de France that basket? I mean, soon soon they become a sort of pastiche of EF education first. Swap out Stefan Bissiger for a Pip Ogana, and Nielsen Paulus for a Tom Pitcock. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like Ineos are losing their substance, but they are still a highly successful project. But for Ben Tuller to leave, it's a brave move from him. A British guy leaving this team that have given him a lot of opportunities over the past year. And I mean, he was a guy who didn't follow the typical pathway into Ineos Grenadiers. He rode with Alperson de Koenig for a while, Alperson Fenix, as it was called at the time, rode a good classic season there, was also riding cyclocross, then moved over to Ineos with the hope of really finding his feet. Maybe it hasn't clicked and he wants sort of more freedom and opportunities elsewhere. Maybe that comes at Jumbo Visma, who knows? Um, but I think either of these three options could be very, very interesting indeed. But yeah, like, look, Eddie Dunbar, they lost him. He was top, top 10 in the Giro. But nevertheless, a rider who's also left uh, Ineos in the past, Miguel Lando. We spoke about him last time that he's rumored there. Miguel Lando going to AG2R Citroen. Ewan, we spoke about him going potentially to Ineos last episode. And uh, yeah, what do you think of this AG2R Citroen? They have Ben Connor over there. Yes, this transfer rumor comes courtesy of Tutabici, once again, the Italian news source. And this one has left me scratching my head. But Azure Desire being bold in placing their bid on the table for the Basque superstar, well, superstar of old, maybe. Uh, the, the, the Spaniard has, he's, he's been given plenty of opportunities at Bahrain, he's podium grand tours with them, but evidently seems like he might be trying to go elsewhere. But Scott, Azure Desert doesn't seem like a natural fit. It's a very francophone squad. If you saw the recent Tour de France Unchained series, you see that even with Ben O'Connor, they weren't really budging on the English language front. Um, Mikalanda, I don't quite know how his uh, how his French skills are going, but this could be quite a difficult transfer. We don't, I don't think I can remember a Spaniard being on the Ajdazer squad. I was just thinking about that, yeah. And you're going to be leading the team as well. You're not going to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Communication is going to be key, and they've got Ben O'Connor. They've got Paris Peintre. They've now got Felix Gal. And a lot of young riders coming in from, from their development squad, which is due to expand next year. They actually announced that this morning on the day of recording. So it's, uh, yeah, this one is very interesting. I'm intrigued to see what you guys will think about it in the comment section below. With that, that's it for this second episode of Transfer Talks. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel as well. And let us know down below, uh, of course, if there's any transfers we missed and which one you think are going to happen or not going to happen. 
And um, yeah, if you'd rather listen to us as well, we're also on the Cycling Game podcast as well. But that's basically it for us. Thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.